staying in a job through the hard times in previous generations, it was almost like you had no choice. You would find your way through no matter what. In this generation, with the advance of job boards, mm-hmm. recruiters, there's a whole wide array of networks that if someone was frustrated in a role, all they need to do is to reach out to that and get away from that difficulty and into something new. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Heart Inspired, the show dedicated to highlighting individuals in their pursuit of authentic leadership. We peel back the layers to uncover the roadblocks we all face, explore the actions we can take, and how to persevere towards the best version of ourselves. It is my hope that you'll be inspired by their story and gain some insights to help you in your own journey. We live in a time when five generations work side by side, each with different experiences and ways of communicating. Whether it's within corporate America, sports, or the arts, all age groups are looking for authentic, inspiring leaders. We need leaders to model compassion, empathy, and patience in the workplace. In this series, I sat down with amazing leaders who shared their insight on what has worked for them and what is needed today. Join us to discover how necessary, effective communication and leadership skills help all generations succeed. My next guest, Jordan Wilshire, is a coach based in the UK and specifically working with millennials. I was mostly interested to find out how different we are from the United States to other parts of the world when it comes to the great resignation, quiet quitting, and how leaders are encouraging and inspiring the millennials. In this next episode, you're going to hear how he has developed an ebook what he does to build a roadmap to walk his clients through a better path for themselves. Please welcome my guest, Jordan Wilshire. Hi, how are you? Hey, I'm good, Michelle. Thank, thank you for having me. Yeah, Jordan, it's nice to see you here today and thank you for joining us. So we're, we're talking about leadership in different levels, specifically different generations. And I know you have a specific focus, but before we talk and dive into that, let's start with you and your journey. I'm a high performance career coach. If I take the journey back towards where I started from, it came from a blend of teaching and coaching experiences, mainly within the sport industry to start with. I think a lot of people in the UK where I'm from kind of have that in terms of growing up through sport. So it was a natural kind of progression for me to kind of go into. I always had that ability, I think, just to listen. And it kind of suited well naturally to go into different experiences. And actually, it became my passion after through doing it in the Mm. sense of doing coaching and realizing actually people are coming back to me for a start for a different advice. That's always good. It's always a good social proof (laughs) that that you're, you're doing something right. In terms of my journey through there, it's been moving on from sport up until what I'm doing now is come through different challenges throughout the pandemic in terms of building almost like a different brand for a different audience. And that's been part of the fun, really, in terms of just actually getting up close in personal with millennials like myself and actually finding out a lot of the things I went through. So have they. So it's nice to be able to see and give back that assistance to them. And what what do you see has changed in the career path for that age group? Biggest thing I've noticed is there certainly is a, with the instant kind of gratification era that we've grown up in, 
staying in a job through the hard times in previous generations it was it was almost like you had no choice you would find your way through no matter what in this generation with the advance of like linkedin or things like that job boards mm-hmm. recruiters there's a whole wide array of networks that if someone was frustrated in a role all they need to do like putting it very very simply is to mm-hmm. reach out to that and get away from that difficulty and into something new and it's interesting definitely in the clients that i've had and in the sense that the early introductions into those conversations it definitely has been part of a coaching challenge to try and build in that resilience that actually you do need to think about how you react in these difficult situations and how it can actually be great for your career instead. It seems like what's happening where you are is the same here. It doesn't matter where you sit. Yeah. The same challenges exist. What's the tenure like? You know, we talk about great resignation and uh, quiet quitting and things like that. What do you see that's happening over there where you are? I definitely say the biggest kind of problem that I see is definitely that millennials kind of who stay in a role maybe for max a year, two years. And I find that very interesting because, and it's only go, going through it myself, actually staying in a company for a longer period than that, that actually the real kind of lessons and appreciations mm. um, from that longer term in the role. And part of that solution is trying to actually think about, okay, what is it that you can learn from this experience? rather than running away from it. And I think that has been a challenge, definitely in the UK, definitely from the experiences I've had where people have got a CV that if you look at a span of it across two, three years, that there's maybe three or four different jobs on there, which necessarily isn't a problem in isolation. But if that trend continues, employers' perspective and business perspective will take a look at that person on a blank view like we've both spoken to recruiters in the sense that they only get maybe 30 seconds or so to really glance yeah and get a a profile of a person if that because of the amount of applications that are going around right now yeah so it's a case of actually that could be more detrimental for longer term career development and that's definitely kind of where we are on on that scale and do you see that the ones who are leaving or bouncing who are you're working with, are they going for more advancement or lateral moves? It's interesting. They always try and aim for higher roles. And there's a lot of pushback initially. Um, from I would from say. whom? From, from initial kind of, they come to, clients normally come to me because they've struggled to take that step from A to B. Oh, okay. So it's a case of they've been in this situation where they may have been in this job for like a year or two and maybe maximized everything that they could. However, mm-hmm. taking that step up to actually pre- present themselves on mm-hmm. a CV and a cover letter to a, a position of higher responsibility or income has been the challenge. Other times it's actually building that body of work to demonstrate that you can handle that higher yeah. responsibility. And that's kind of where I do my work with these people is to identify what are the gray areas between A to B and really making it visible so that when they do go for these positions in the future, that there is something tangible that the recruiter or the employer can see. So give us some of the takeaways that you may give some of your clients today. First thing, I'd always meet them where they are 
I, pr- mm-hmm. I think that's so important in terms of everyone kind of has a different journey mm-hmm. towards getting to the point that they are with different viewpoints, experiences, opinions, lifestyles, maybe luck of the draw of where they're born, things like that. So it all kind of comes down to what that person has there right now. And we leverage it because the first main takeaway from what I do with people is sometimes the very best thing that you can do is be authentic. When people do come to me, they come in this position where they're actually quite afraid of taking that step to be authentic because of either because of a risk of failure or a perceived fear of failure, Mm. being compared to others, things like that. And it's very interesting in terms of, I guess, the solution to that is to reframe that and that's what i do in that first takeaway is actually we go back through your experiences and say okay what are what are the successes here what have you managed to accomplish in this journey and we just we just build the confidence in that yeah that's a great confidence exercise yeah you know because they forget how much they have done and when you ask them to put some numbers percentages or dollar signs around that it it's like oh yeah i did that and oh yeah that's that's mainly when I, where I start with each person because mm-hmm. I think it's very important to make it very very personalized because that authenticness will then come out in the second takeaway I give. And the second takeaway is that we then actually put that into a personalized blueprint that they can create for their context, so it becomes something tangible. An example of that could be that they have a proposal for a business that they've identified gaps in the business structure or things that they just like to see improve. A small example of that would be putting together a proposal that could then be put onto the business to increase their visibility and things like that. Are you asking them to do that so that they can, because we, I've done that similar is kind of pretend, but sometimes you're even asked. I have a client who was asked to do this exercise using Excel, and I'm sure they were testing her Excel and and other things, but are you doing that so that they then give themselves more visibility while they're applying? Yeah. um, The visibility for applying is a big part of it. Second Mm -hmm. is to do something like gaining higher responsibility in the income, you often need to stand out. And I think the actual doing part of the exercise is the main beneficiary of that in the sense that they actually go ahead and contribute to and create something that even if it gets doesn't get accepted it's a confidence booster to say hey i've taken my shot if they're applying someplace if they're not like if they're not sitting in the company doing that exercise for the company but if they're applying someplace that information can just be swapped out and it's highly highly adaptable yeah right exactly A, a lot of the concepts that you often do find in one role can be transferred to another. And sometimes it takes a coach to understand and point that out. And so when you're doing that, where are they getting that information? Because I could just see somebody feeling lost. Well, how do I even create that? Where do I start? Often, to be honest, we just start with a blank piece of paper. And we present the main tip that I give this person is 10 minutes, write every single idea that you can think of down regardless if it's good or bad, write it down, get it on paper. Um, and from there, what we do is then we have that coaching session where we start to look at these ideas. What, what ones point out to you the most? What things are, are you more curious about? Let's and that's specific to the company or specific to them? Mirroring both. Okay. Because that's an important part of it. Like 
of developing that usefulness and resourcefulness to have the benefit for that company because of one of the other takeaways um, within the same point of the second takeaway is often people can't the, the people that I've worked with have been frustrated in their role but they haven't necessarily made the best of it in the sense yeah. of they haven't actually maximized absolutely everything. They're just making an assumption that nothing's working for them. Where if that social proof then comes through this exercise, then that points us to take away free in the sense that, okay, yeah. we've got these experiences. Now let's see what you actually want to go into yeah. and, go, and go from there. There's a saying, I've, I've read it, a, I, it was uh, brought up to me once, I thought it was pretty clever, and then I've read it and heard it a couple of times. Do you have 10 years of experience, or do you have one experience 10 times? Yeah, it's very, it's very interesting in that people can have that almost angst to try that something new in the sense that, but it is that something new, that discomfort that is actually going to take you to point B, which is what you want of the higher responsibility and income. Yeah. yeah, that's where we come in, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Can you share a little bit more about your freebie book that talks about the blueprint for millennials and the program? The ebook that I've currently got at the minute is talking about if you're in a position as a millennial, one of the pain points is as an individual, you do kind of look inwards and work within yourself. What the ebook gives you is the opportunity to develop a system which can then allow you to make almost micro goals towards towards your destination really and it's just an introduction package to that ultimately starts to then form the very early foundations of what my personalized peak performance blueprint course is like and if anybody wants to actually go through and speak to me about that experience or anything that we've talked through today they can book a, in a call via www.jordanwilshire.com and you then be able to book in the call and we can have that discussion and go from there. Great. And we'll have that in the show notes as well. So let me ask you something. How long, if somebody were to contact you, how long is your program for? At the moment, I've traditionally done it for anywhere between eight to 12 weeks, mainly because the focus that I have on that course is to maximize the current opportunity that they're in yeah um so i look at the first almost like quarter of the year if we look Mm -hmm. at in business terms i look at that first quarter to really understand and maximize where they are from there once we get to kind of the eight to 12 week mark it may become apparent that actually they can progress in that company or they would like to take a step elsewhere and then it becomes the relationships i've then had become longer term in the sense that we that communication going via accountability um, workshops. We make sure that we're in regular contact over what kind of careers they want to go for, what kind of tips they can have on their CV, what experiences they want to maximize. And it kind of continues from there in which they grow into almost like a mini little tribe that I have aftercare. And then they then help each other from there. Oh, so you have it as a group effort? Yeah, um, I do have that as we go forwards yeah and yeah. that's the case of we then have that little community to keep, almost keep each other inspired through it and it's something that i want to build as i continue to build the business up is that after care after a course 
that's just, that's so important because sometimes, you know, I had somebody who may feel like, mm, did they make the right decision or are they making the right decision? And so how do you navigate through that moving forward? So that that's a very, uh, very good point. When you speak to, or when you have clients and you're securing them, are they just in the UK or are you doing anything where people are looking for outside of the UK? Right right now, I'm, I'm very open in a sense that I've had a, I've had a mix of UK clients and New Zealand and Australia clients, um, mainly because at the moment I'm based in the UK. So it's mm-hmm. a case of often the hours kind of fit quite well within those two yeah. remits as well as the US. Um, so it's mainly from those three areas. No language barrier, obviously. Do you speak more than one language? Um, I'd love to one day, but right now I don't. <laughs> <laughs> that will be another course, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You're always learning. With that, how does visas and think work work permits and visas come up? Does that come up for you as well? Uh, yeah, um, mainly in the UK market is probably where I've had that the most in terms of people wanting to work in the UK. So it depends on the type of visa that they have, because some may only have it for like a year, or mm. it may only be allowed to be working certain hours, certain types of jobs as well. Yeah. Um, so that's definitely, at the, at the initial stage, um, we, we talk about that and we build from there. Well, this was very insightful. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'll make sure that your contact information and about your blueprint and everything else will be in the show notes. And then your guests or your clients prospects will be able to find you. Absolutely. If anybody wants to get in touch or have an opportunity to have a talk, then click in the show notes and I'll be able to have spots open for you. Please get in touch if you're interested. Thanks again for joining the show and we will be in touch soon. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening. We'll be back soon with a brand new episode of the Heart Inspired Podcast. Until then, I'm your host, Michelle Delgado. And don't forget to lean in, be heard, be inspired. This podcast was created by Heartmetrics Consulting, editing and co-produced by David Castle Productions, and co-distributed by Business Travel 360. For more information about Heartmetrics Consulting, visit us at heartmetrics.com. Heartmetrics.com.